Hello and welcome to the Talk Spot. I'm Tim Scott. I'm Peter Stockham. And we have a couple of guests with us today to help us out with this episode. Michaela Keneally. Hello. Welcome, Michaela. You may remember Michaela from an episode in season one where you played Dr. Jamison, I believe. Oh, oh glad you remember the name. <laughs> in, that, in that hair sketch. I promise I won't get you to sing in this one. Yeah, don't test my acting abilities again. <laughs> and Stephen Trobiani. Hello, guys. Thanks for having me. Welcome, Stephen. So the reason that we wanted to grab a couple of extra people to help us out with this episode is because we're going to do something quite different to our usual episode structure. Very different. Everybody's really missing sports at the moment. Macaulay, you're a big sports fan. I like my sports. It's not been a lot on. <laughs> Steve, you're into the footy. Yeah, I'm missing the footy. I'm missing the basketball myself, Pete. I didn't, I didn't know it had stopped. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of explains why there's so much Frasier and Seinfeld and friends on telly at the moment. <laughs> well, everybody apart from Peter's really missing sports at the moment. So what we're going to do today is we're going to do a draft, like a sports draft, but not drafting athletes. We're going to be drafting an analytical method. Mm. It's a sports thing, right? It's a, <laughs> a, a, draft a draft is a sports, sports thing. thing. <laughs> so the scenario is we've each been given our own laboratory and we're going to start our own testing and we're going to choose a method that we're going to use in that lab. So we've got four categories in this draft. The four categories are work type, sample type, extraction technique, and instrument. All right. So we're, we've worked out beforehand who's going to be going first in each round. And we're going to have some fun with this. But as we go along, we'll discuss some of the pros and cons of different extraction techniques, sample types, and so on. And we'll see at the end how it all fits together, whether it all fits together, and if everyone's happy with their selections. And so once one sample type or work type's been chosen, it can't be chosen by anyone else, right? So you could end up with a odd selection at the end if you feel unlucky. You could do, yeah. And we have no financial restrictions in this? No, there's no salary cap. <laughs> so round one is work type. And Makayla, you've got the first pick in the draft. Well, I had to think about this one for a bit because work type sort of changes everything about what you're looking for. Um, I've actually gone for post-mortem. Uh, mm. Probably difficult in the sense that there's a number of factors to think about in sort of post-mortem redistribution and degradation, but I think it's one of the more interesting work types and uh, also thinking that I'm last on the sample choice, it gives me the most samples to choose from. <laughs> so, yeah, that's some that's, good forward thinking. That's why thinking. I've gone that, uh, that route. I didn't know how to use strategy in this. <laughs> <laughs> got a plan, Peter. Got oh, a plan. Okay. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of things to test for then, Mick, That's I guess, right. So. There's a wide range of things, which is a bit of a problem, but I've also got a lot of different things I could work with. True. Is my uh, strategy. <laughs> Keep my options open. All right, second pick in the first round. Pete, you're up. Well, I've thought about this long and hard in the last <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> um, I'm thinking I might go for workplace testing. Uh, that was top on my list. Yeah. <laughs> so it could be interesting. I mean, you got, I think I wanted it because there's a relatively limited target of analytes that you need to look for. So maybe that might help me out later on when the instrument choices are a little bit bleak. So you're thinking, obviously, more just drugs of abuse. Yeah. Yeah, drugs of abuse screening. You're going to go for a bit of NPS? I guess we'll see depending on your uh, on my instrument, instrument type <laughs> later on. But, uh, all right. 
third pick is me. And yeah, I, as I said, I wanted workplace testing. That seemed like a good a generic one. You can go a lot of different ways with samples, instruments, etc. I'm tossing up between drugs and driving or maybe drug facilitated sexual assault. Those are kind of the two on the top of my list. I think I'm going to go drugs and driving. Why is that? Well, I can go one of two ways here. I could go very narrow and just look at a few drugs or maybe I, depending on what kind of uh, sample I get, I'm crossing my fingers here. I get a good sample for drugs and driving. <laughs> Some of them are not going to be suitable. <laughs> Toenail. <laughs> not for recent use, no. Yeah. Hopefully not. We'll see. We'll see. But also it depends on the legislation and your current location. Well, that's well. I'm gonna. I can set up this lab anywhere I want to. Okay. But so I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll decide that last. Maybe no mon- no financial restrictions. He's going anywhere. It, I might just set it up on a cruise liner and just be <laughs> in, in international waters. Yeah, not much business at the moment. <laughs> All right, Steve. In the last pick of the work type round. So. I'm going to go NPS Discovery because I think it's fun and I know that I'm picking my instrument first. Oh, so yeah. yeah you wouldn't need- want to get stuck with LCUV for NPS Discovery, but I know I can get a good one. And you're pretty lucky. You've come to your little niche yeah, yeah. topic just, just and we've left that it. for you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> we should have really done some blocking there, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, are we, are we competing? I'm definitely competing. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Uh, support. We're all competitive, surely. <laughs> all right, work type. Done in the books. So round two is sample type. And Pete, you're first up. So sample type. So for workplace testing, you don't want to go for anything like obviously earwax or nails. So we're going to start with probably oral fluid or urine. I'm thinking I'm going to go for urine. Nice. So they do an on-site test and then I'm, I'm in the lab looking at the samples as they get sent in for the non-negatives, as they say. Trying to show some recent use there, I guess, for the workplace testing. Yeah, well, recent use would be also possible with oral fluid as well. But I think you've got high detection limits with urine, so I'm going to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy on yourself. You don't have to put so much effort into your method development. That's your, it. Your LODs aren't, aren't really an issue. Yep. All right. Oh, Tim. Yes, I've got the second pick in this round, so... I'm doing drugs and driving, so I'm going to take oral fluid. Yes. Easy to collect, pretty easy to analyze. Still leaves me a lot of options in terms of extractions and instrumentation. It's it's good for drugs and driving, I think. It's, you can sample it pretty quickly at the roadside. Difficulties, you can't use it to ascertain whether someone's intoxicated. So oral fluid testing, you really need per, what they call per se legislation, means whether it's uh, illegal to have it in your system. That's right. Yeah. As far yeah. as opposed to effects and... Look, determining the impairment, that's going to be um, an issue at the end. We're just talking about the analytical method here, okay. right? That, I'm, I'm going to set up a consulting business also <laughs> to do that interpretation at the end. So with your oral fluid, are you thinking of a broader, broad screen or quite a narrow screen or is that going to come down to your extraction and I'm going to, instrumentation? I'm going to try and go broad. I'd like to do some monitoring of a lot of different drugs in the community as well. So. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens with my instrumentation. I think it it all comes down to that, and I think I've got the last pick in that round. So, <laughs> yeah, I could be stuck with something, but we'll see. Okay, Steve, you've got the third pick in the sample type category. So I guess I'm thinking either blood or hair. Hair for, I guess, much longer detection time. But look, NPS is still good to try and correlate 
an NPS and a concentration with an outcome at someone. And I want to see Mick do post-mortem tox on hair. So I'll go with blood. Wow. <laughs> Bit of defense being played. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I was actually thinking as that was going on, I couldn't possibly be last pick and get peripheral blood. That seemed like too nice. <laughs> yeah, hair for NPS. We're still not sure whether all NPS get into hair that much, are we, or what levels you might need to detect? Yeah, it's, it's tough. I guess hair just adds another complicating factor when NPS are already difficult enough. Blood's pretty difficult too, though, sometimes. It's getting down to the, the low dose that you need. Yeah, certainly very low detection limits. And some of these sin cans, you have to look for metabolites even in blood because they're just methyl esters and they'll hydrolyze off. But blood's, blood's sort of the reference matrix for toxicology, isn't it? So you have to do it in blood first. And so where are you getting this blood from? Who's, who's sending in their blood to be tested for NPS? I've got unlimited resources right <laughs> everybody <laughs> so maybe hospitals or something yeah i think so yeah intoxicated people in hospitals testing them for nps get an idea of how it's affecting people in the community is always a good idea okay and the fourth pick in the sample type well Michaela. well steve did allude to my potential hair use which i have considered uh while there's some interpretation issues with hair, there is obviously uh, the longevity of being able to detect something. But what I'm actually going to go is vitreous humour. Um, okay, interesting. Curveball. Curveball. <laughs> few different reasons. Vitreous humour is uh, thought to be less prone to postmortem redistribution, uh, less chance of degradation, easy workup compared to something like liver or even hair. Um may not correlate well sort of quantitatively, but mm. at least uh, qualitatively I might get a good screen for postmortem samples. So okay, interesting. Because um, you can't use blood. Um, your blood's gone. So yeah. there's <laughs> there's a number of things I could use toenails, Peter, mm. if I if I wanted to. I've got that option. Yeah. <laughs> Anything but else uh, apart from blood really uh, you're struggling a bit in terms of interpreting the levels. Exactly. You? So tooth uh, enamel, another one? Tooth enamel, uh People are looking at bone marrow and things these days, but uh, I'm going to go with my vitreous because at least we've got good uh, data with regards to alcohol with the vitreous. Yeah, definitely seems to be a really good correlation with the alcohol. Some drugs seem to have some correlation, but others not so much. I'm confident I'll see most drugs if they're at a sort of toxic level. Yeah, okay. What about sample volume? That's sometimes an issue Sample volume is an issue. Um, That also might be an issue with whatever instrument I get <laughs> so or extraction technique. So we might be limit, limiting our postmortem screen a little bit. <laughs> okay. Round three, extraction type. So I've got the first pick in this round and I'm doing drugs and drivers. I've got oral fluid. I think I'm going to go with solid phase extraction. Nice. It's a classic. It's uh, You can target it. <laughs> If I'm looking for just a few drugs, I can easily target the chemistry at those few drugs. If I want to go a bit wider, depending on my instrument, I can adapt that, lots of different kinds of cartridges, etc. So solid phase extraction. Nice. You've got limited sample though. So you need a SPE cartridge that's going to extract all of your analytes that you're after. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, well, there's so many to choose from. <laughs> How many? There's 
mixed mode, maybe you get a bit of polymeric. So you're going to have lots of different SPE methods? No, no, no. I'm going to have one. Oh, just the one. But I'm just saying, depending on my instrumentation and what drugs I'm targeting, I can uh, adapt it accordingly. So I'm pretty happy with my choice. Okay, second pick in the extraction type round. Steve. I reckon I'm also going to go uh, an oldie but a goodie and go liquid-liquid extraction. I think just good sample cleanup, still important, and especially really low concentrations of NPS, the cleaner you can get that extract, the better. So, Mm. And like you said, unlimited resources, don't need to automate it, don't need to be efficient. We have (laughs) lots of people in the lab doing liquid-liquid extractions. Yeah, keeping people employed. That's (laughs) good for the economy. Mm. What are you going to... uh do a basic, acidic, neutral. Those, uh, those, those NPS, they vary a lot, don't they? Yep, yeah, all three. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to look for everything. Liquid, liquid only, but a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Some some would come through a basic, some acidic. So, yep, that is the downside of liquid, liquid extraction, I suppose, that you've got to decide on a pH and a, a solvent that's going to pull the analytes of interest through. But, yeah. You can do multiple extractions. And they're metabolites as well. So, Yeah, that's right. But I don't know, maybe you could do a basic and acidic and pull them and reconstitute and just run once. It could work. Will work. It will work. (laughs) (laughs) Put enough people into it. I can just see Steve sitting up in his little office (laughs) up the top with all these minions down the bottom doing these liquid, liquid extractions. All right. Third pick in the extraction category. Makayla. Oh, I'm a little bit tossing up now. I didn't think some of the options would still be there, but I am probably going to think more along the lines of efficiencies, but maybe not automation and go for a quetches for my method to quick, easily and ruggedly and safely (laughs) (laughs) extract out the uh, analytes from my sample. Um, Obviously, that isn't an automatable thing. We're just going to salt it out. Um, but I think for the vitreous humour and the removal of any sort of matrix effects, hopefully, um, it might be a handy method. I've been corrected on our pronunciation of quetches oh, wow. by a long-time friend of the Toxpod. He recommends catches. Oh. Yeah, I, th- I think we had an argument yeah. about this catches. on an episode <laughs> once, he- didn't we? Quetches or catches, I'm using it. It's like gif or jif, isn't it? Yeah. Are you a gif man or a jif man, Pete? Gif. Gif. Your gif. GIF. Yeah. GIF. GIF. I don't know anyone who says GIF. <laughs> <laughs> you can call it whatever you like. You've got unlimited resources. Yeah. Well, even though I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my costs down going down that. No sort of cartridges to be paid for. That's right. You're going to have a lot of minions as well, though, That's I guess, right. doing this. I'm going to need someone to be manually analysis. weighing out the salts that I need, but- that's okay. <laughs> well, you can buy the uh, you can buy the packages now, can't you? That sort of come with everything you need, ready to go. And I'm hoping to get you know all my acids, bases, neutrals in the one hit versus multiple liquid liquids. <laughs> you will. They'll all be twenty percent recovery, but you'll, you'll get them all. <laughs> uh, all right. And finally, in the extraction category, Pete. So there's limited ones left, really, because. SPE's gone liquid liquid extraction. So I've got things like SLE, supported mm. liquid extraction. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's still. For urine. Um, so supported liquid extraction is basically just like liquid liquid extraction, except instead of an um, aqueous phase, the sample is absorbed onto a solid phase which is suspended and then 
the analytes are supposedly stuck on these little particles in the aqueous phase, and as the organic phases pass through, it's supposed to extract all the stuff out. So it's like a liquid to organic, uh, sorry, aqueous to an organic phase extraction. And you end up with a fairly good organic phase at the bottom, which you can evaporate down in a few minutes. So we can go for SLE, I guess. That's all right for a drugs and drive. <laughs> It's okay for a workplace testing. I changed topics there. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. <laughs> SPME might work too. What's the solid phase solid micro, uh, micro extraction? So this yeah. is a gadget where it's got like a tiny little syringe that's got a tiny little fiber that goes either above the liquid or into the liquid. It depends on what instrument I'm left with at the end. So I'm actually going to go for supported liquid extraction. Yeah, fairly quick and easy usually. Versatile, automatable. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Which is good for a workplace testing because you're probably going to have a lot of samples a day. That's right. Short turnaround. You're not going to have any minions. You'll just have a huge robot in, in <laughs> yeah. your laboratory. Exactly. You'll be pulling the levers. <laughs> Why not? It'll be a one-man show. <laughs> I can imagine you having all these levers around you. And- <laughs> yeah, steampunk style. Yeah. yeah, you would have been a good one-man band back That's in the day, it. I reckon. Back in the day. No, maybe you'd still be good at it now. I don't know. In the day. <laughs> I can play ukulele, but I have trouble doing too many things at once. <laughs> okay, so that's it. SLE. All right, good. So final round. And this is really a critical round. Everything's been building to this, I think, because this could make or break whatever you're doing. Instrument type. And Steve, you lucky duck, you've got uh, the first pick in yeah, this category. When I saw the draft, I was pretty happy with that. We could um, uh, can we put bets on what Steve's yeah, going to yeah. go for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the QTOF. Uh, for NPS discovery, especially uh, the ability to have a huge scope, keep expanding it without revalidating a method, to retrospectively go back through data and look for compounds that you might have missed because you didn't even know they exist. Uh, QTOFs now have excellent sensitivity getting up there to near triple quad kind of levels so yeah qtof can do pretty much anything so i'm gonna go with that okay so steve's chosen a gc qtof who's next i think i'll go with lc okay lc qtof so then gc qtof still on the table is that are yeah. you yeah, agreed okay. about that we okay. agreed that gc qtof's still there okay so lc qtof good choice lc very versatile as well GC. GC's pretty good. Well, we'll see what other people pick when they come up to it. But uh, And Steve, I guess you're because you're just trying to monitor NPS, you're not so concerned with linearity, which can be an issue with LCMS. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Although the linearity is not, not too bad. Probably not as good as, say, a triple quad, but still not so bad on a QTOF instrument. Okay, Mick, you have the second pick in the instrument type category. Well, I think... Ideally, I would have loved an LCQ top as well. Um, Sorry, Mick. That's all right. I knew that was going to be gone. There was no way that that was going to be left. Uh, I will go LC triple quad. I think for my sample type being vitreous humor, but we were talking before how I might have limited sample. This at least gives me the sensitivity to still see Mm. um, some low-level potential drugs of abuse, but also, as you were discussing, the linearity for me to still quantitate some overdose uh, drugs, I might not have the same scope of my screen as my, I would have liked because I'm going to have to know beforehand what I'm looking for. Uh, but overall, I'm pretty happy with it. I'll still be able to get a, a few drugs in there, I think. And with postmortem tox, 
we generally know what drugs we're looking for. I mean, even though things like NPS get a lot of attention, but in postmortem talks, you're mainly looking at prescription drugs and some of the standard drugs of abuse. Exactly. The sort of amount that we would see of NPS versus the other drugs, it's probably not worth my time of looking at the QTOP at this stage. And you're going to see monoacetyl morphine in the vitreous as well. That's one other benefit yeah, hang, of it. hangs around a bit longer, and so does cocaine. I think so. Doesn't degrade so much to benzoylecanine. You mean? Yes. Interesting. Yours is shaping up okay there. <laughs> okay, in the for the third pick in the instrument round, Pete. So there's a. Um, I would have liked an LC triple quad for this work because in workplace testing you've got quite a, a narrow scope. So I reckon I might even just go for a. Just a straight old GCMS. Wow. Keep it simple. Maybe get 12 of them. (laughs) (laughs) Quite cheap. (laughs) With a cost of one QTOF, maybe. No, maybe not that that many, but you can get quite a few GCMSs. And and if you've got multiple ones, you can have multiple backups. So just the old uh, single quadrupole. Straight old single quad. GCMS. GCMS. So I've said... Uh, SLE extraction, so that means I'm going to have, probably have to do some derivatization, but that's all right. Yeah, that's all right. yeah, derivatization is okay. All right, well, I've got the last pick in this round, and the last pick in the draft. This is the worst round to go last yeah, in, I feel. I think so. <laughs> so, I mean, what instruments are left? We've got moldy toff. Moldy toff. It's it's not really going to work with my uh, extraction. I guess it defeats the purpose of an extraction. Yeah. You can you can do direct analysis of oral fluid. People have done that using. Uh, Dart and things like that, but but we need chromatography, don't we? I think every every industry needs chromatography to have a for a definitive identification. I think so. Yeah, I mean that would be good for screening, perhaps if I wanted to do some kind of preliminary screening. But then there are very cheap kits available to do preliminary screening in oral fluids. So I'm I'm expecting those to be done out at the roadside, and they're going to send me in positive samples from those. So I think. There's not really many LC options available. LCUV is not so good. Could go TLC. That's the old days. <laughs> uh, no, I think I'm going to go for a GC triple quad. Good, versatile instrument. I'm going to have to derivatize, Pete. Yeah. Same as you. We'll, we'll um, go in together and split costs on those derivatizing yeah. reagents. Bit of uh, pentafluoropropionic anhydride or something like that. BSTFA. TMS. There's lots to choose from. Yeah, we'll talk about it afterwards. Just throw some letters together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> BFPMP. <laughs> I think the G- the GC is going to limit a little bit what drugs you can look for because some drugs just don't GC very well. But they're probably not going to be the drugs that I'm interested in. I'm mainly drugs and driving. I'm mainly interested in the usual drugs of abuse. Um, maybe. I'm not so interested in some of those NPS and definitely not interested in some of those prescription drugs, which are very hard to analyze on GC. Some of them, they just uh, break down or don't chromatograph very well or whatever. How are you going to do alcohol? Hmm. Yes. With SBE. With. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. How's everyone else going to do Mick, how are you going to do alcohol? Yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> That's your, a problem. On your LC triple quad. On my LC triple quad. Yeah, my vitreous humour was great for the sample type, but not necessarily for the uh, extraction or analysis. Uh, yeah, I guess we might gonna... be sh- sharing some resources here. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be outsourcing our alcohol to you, Dude, Pete. Is yeah, all you're going to be? I'm going to be relying on the on-site testing to ping them for the alcohol. Yeah, yeah, we'll just focus on the the drugs. It's funny how alcohol usually gets excluded from 
that drugs, term yeah. of drugs in driving or drugs in the workplace or whatever, alcohol is just – it's a drug, but it's usually not included in that. Yeah, people don't like and it's the most abused. <laughs> yeah, the most abused drug in – It has to be the most harmful drug. In terms of societal harms, yeah. Yeah. of course, absolutely. Okay, so that's that was the last category. So let's go through and uh, tell us your choices and we'll see what works and what doesn't and if you're happy with your choices. And uh, maybe I may allow some trades if anyone <laughs> wants to trade. So Mick, let's start off with you. Okay, so my work type, I went for post-mortem. Um, that sort of I thought it gave me a bit of options as far as my sample type and I also have a bit more of an interest in the post-mortem realm. Um, my sample, I went for vitreous humour. The extraction type, I've gone for quetches, uh, hopefully to get all my acids, bases, neutrals and maybe my uh, pesticides in there as well. And then rounding out with an LC triple quad for my instrumentation. I'm pretty happy. I, uh, the, you know, sample type, I probably would have preferred a blood and instrumentation, maybe a QTOF. But overall, I think I'm going to have a fairly good method. Yeah, I think you've got a versatile method there. It's going to work pretty well. The, the only problem is going to be in the interpretation, I guess, afterwards of those exactly. levels of vitreous. Exactly. That, that is a... That is a problem. Might need to do some more research into some correlations between blood and vitreous. <laughs> so there might be some drugs that will low levels I'm sure I wouldn't see, but in a postmortem situation, am I worried if I don't see them at low levels? And you'd expect really non-polar drugs not to be necessarily so that well. Exactly. Get over the blood mm. retinal barrier. Okay, Steve, give us a rundown of your method. So I've got new psychoactive substance discovery. In blood, I think the the ideal matrix probably. I'm using old school liquid liquid extraction, and luckily I got a QTOF. So I think it's the the ideal combo really: blood QTOF for new psychoactive substances yeah. in a new lab with a new QTOF. I'm excited to get started. <laughs> <laughs> so why not urine then? I mean, urine, yeah. urine you would have expect to be higher levels of drugs wouldn't you especially yeah, for the low, low dose ones perhaps higher levels but i suppose you have to look for metabolites and getting reference standards for new psychoactive substance metabolites can be tricky so maybe you can especially with high resolution just have a guess at what you think it might be metabolized to or there's a lot of groups doing great work on finding out what those metabolites are and quickly publishing it but i think if you want to correlate any sort of effect you have to sort of measure a blood concentration so are you looking to have the case circumstances here as well and you're going to interpret what the levels mean for these cases that you're getting from the clinical hospitals or whatever? I think that's ideal. I think especially for NPS benzodiazepines or opioids, it is possible to correlate some sort of concentration range to effect depending on tolerance perhaps. So I think if you can build up that database of concentrations and publish it, it's important to try and see, correlate concentration and effect. He's sold it well, but it's actually just because you stole urine from him. Mm. That was really... <laughs> <laughs> sold it like that's what he wanted, but yeah. really, Peter, you stole the urine. Good. Pete, give Go us ahead. a rundown. I ended up with uh, workplace testing, so I'm going to be doing lots and lots of samples. So, um, so urine samples are coming in, and I'm extracting them with SLE. So this is a method that you can... Uh, quite easily automate and it's quite straightforward in terms of extraction. There's only maybe one step when you're extracting it. Derivatise and stick on your GCMS. <laughs> nice. 
yeah, so I chose GCMS to save some money on uh, instrumentation so I can actually keep most of the profits myself. <laughs> so you're going for a big profit margin, workplace yes, testing right. and... Yep, multiple, automation. multiple instruments, yeah. automation, and just me with some lots of levers, like you said, <laughs> rolling in money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's actually the case. I've never actually worked in workplace testing, so send your complaints to... <laughs> <laughs> If you've got time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I've got drugs in driving and I went with oral fluid and a solid phase extraction. So as opposed to your inert solid phase there, Pete, which is really not doing anything. It's just decoration, I guess, in your SLE. Yep. I've got some actual chemistry happening on my solid phase. So whether I need to do um, a couple of different elutions, an acidic or basic elution or... Mix up the chemistry a bit there. There's a lot of options I can take. And then some kind of derivatization at the end, I guess, because I am doing GC triple quad. So GC triple quad, so it's super sensitive, I think, GC triple quad. So that's what I want. I'm going to have to get really sensitive for some things like THC, for example, where I might want to go really low. So I want that sensitivity. But then in oral fluid, sometimes the concentrations can be enormous for some drugs. So a GC, I feel, gives me a bit better linearity than a, an LCMS where you, you can't have such a big range in your calibration curve. I'm going to be able to go pretty high. Well, that sounds good. I reckon yeah. that'll work. I think so. Anyone want to trade anything? Or is everyone pretty happy? Steve, you want Vitrius Humor for your uh, NPS? <laughs> good try, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd have trouble getting Vitrius Humor from those uh, inpatients at the hospital. Yeah, they, they wouldn't be happy about it. Yeah, workplace testing wouldn't be that good either. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think anyone's fighting me for the Vitrius. <laughs> it might be some ethical issues. <laughs> what would happen all of a sudden if uh, your boss said, Mick, set us up for drugs and driving tomorrow? How would you go with that? Would that work all right? Oh, Peter. <laughs> uh, well, obviously for my work, my sample type, no. I've got a need to buy <laughs> buy a new sample type for my <laughs> work. Okay, so maybe they said, okay, we can – let's say it's not vitreous humour. I reckon you could all – one technique might not be ideal, but it will work if you try hard enough. Try, you yeah. have to do some extra steps or – higher concentrations of various things depending on what workflow is. But And I think with all of these different extraction techniques that you do have some chemistry to play with, like you, whether you're using a different kind of dispersive SPE to soak up some of those matrix effects or Steve with your liquid-liquid, as you said, you can go basic, you can go acidic, you can use different solvents. Uh, SLE is exactly the same, basically, just on a, a cartridge. Mm-hmm. And SPE, there's a lot of chemistry there. So they're all pretty versatile, I think. Yeah, and I think the the selectivity of the instrument. So uh, an LCQ TOF, LC triple quad, probably GC triple quad can overcome some of the flaws of non-ideal sample preparation like catches or precipitation. If you've got a sensitive enough, selective enough instrument, the sample prep's probably not as important. So you're one of those guys who just dilute and shoot and let the instrument do the work, is that I right? I think if you have to. Ideally, <laughs> you'd do as much sample prep yeah. as you can, but if you have to, yeah, you can lean more heavily on the instrument to, to do some of that work for you. And you have multiple instruments so you can clean one while the other one <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and often if you're in a workplace, you'll uh, 
this lab might already be there for two or three years and someone will say, okay, we're going to, that might happen. You know, they might come along and say, we're going to do this sort of work now. And they'll say, why can't you do that? You've got a GCMS. Everyone does it with GCMS. We say, well, it's not ideal, but you can get by. And sometimes the way things happen in labs, if, if you're developing a new method, you've got certain things that you know pretty well. And so sometimes you tend to stick with the same things, which is okay. Sometimes that's the most efficient way to develop a new method. But then it's good to try new things as well because you never know whether something's going to work really well. And change how you do everything. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening and uh, get in touch with us. Tell us whose method you think is going to work the best. Vote for me. <laughs> so you can email us at thetoxpod at sa.gov.au. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Registration is now open for the 61st annual TAFT meeting taking place from the 2nd to the 6th of September 2024 in St. Gallen, Switzerland. The early bird rate is only available until May 31st, so be sure to register soon for the reduced rate at www.tft2024.org. We look forward to welcoming you to St. Gallen for an inspiring, engaging and enlightening conference.